I'm just a little tired, but you know what? It's been a big week. Uh, Billy's Big Night Out was a good, huge success, and now I don't have to talk about it on the podcast for a whole other two months, so. And yet you still did. <laughs> you're you so. still talked about it. <laughs> you're so welcome. Um, uh, uh, I know you worked all day, but this morning, the boyfriend and I woke up, and we went to the former Amoeba Records in Hollywood, and we did the immersive mm. Vincent Van Gogh exhibit. Um, Van Gogh. Van Gogh. And it was really cool. Also, it was just cool to do anything vaguely like a museum post-2020, because yeah. I don't remember the last time. We used to go to museums together all the time. And this yeah. wasn't a museum. I mean, it was. It was a, a museum to the former Amoeba Records. Rest in peace. But it was cool. Right. It was like projections and music and everyone's six feet apart with little projected circles to sit in. But yeah, it was cool. Mm. But you've got a new job. Very you did cool. that all day. I did that all day and I muted all the Slack notifications so nothing will go did it, I can't even do the Slack sound. It's like a uh I don't know. The <laughs> world knows at this point what it sounds like. I'm also So I muted that. I'm very excited for you to have an- another job fully in the world of pop culture. Yeah. Uh, that you that cannot talk, talk about. about on the show. <laughs> oh my gosh. Dagny's <laughs> doing some sort of marketing and every once in a while she'll send me a screenshot. That's like, look at this thing I'm working on. Uh, just kidding. You didn't see this. Wink, wink, wink. Um, and I, I'm really excited for the future of this. If my boss has heard that, that's a complete lie. No one knows. Uh, I didn't share anything to with you ever. And go ahead and introduce the show. Good morning, good afternoon, <laughs> good evening, and good night. No matter when you're listening, welcome to Poptimist, a pop culture breakdown show focused on optimism. I'm one of your hosts. My name's Billy, and sitting over there on the other end of the internet, it's my other co-host. Who's that? Dagny. They found my car. They did. <laughs> they found Dagny's. This is so fucking insane. So listeners, <laughs> if you missed the hot scoop two or three episodes ago, I told you about how <laughs> while I was... In Seattle with the boyfriend. Dagny On was house-sitting, sleeping in my bed, feeding my dogs, washing my windows. I don't know what you did while you were here. And no. in broad daylight, her car was stolen out of my driveway, directly in the front of the building, 1130 in the morning. And then <laughs> you texted me two nights ago to say that they found it? Yeah, at 8 p.m., uh, an officer from what? Oh, my God. What's the town, Billy? We were 30 minutes you know. outside of Barstow when the drugs started to kick in. That's not the right yeah, line, but uh, I tried to do the <laughs> in Las Vegas. Pretend I quoted it correctly. Um, uh, an officer from Barstow, California, called me because they, which is 100 miles from where I'm located. Yes. Um, they had found my car and I was like, oh, yippee, maybe I'll get my car back. And then today I found out that it is beyond repair. They did something. Uh, I don't know. Whoever took it did something and it's it's gone forever now, officially. You know what? I'm going to imagine that they looked at that car from the outside and they went, look at this. It's so nice. Oh, wow. That's not dinged up at all. I bet it's drivable. And then they opened the door and it just smelled like human pee. Ugh, I don't want to <laughs> think about that. I'm sorry. Did I tell you? I didn't tell you this. This is what I do need to say. So we recorded an episode where I told you I'm just going to start taking pictures of Kia Souls around oh Los Angeles God, and texting it to you. Drive me insane. And after I told you I was going to do that, I did it. I was out with Nick Jimenez, friend of the pod, and sent mm-hmm. you a picture of a Kia Soul, the same color as yours. And you called me in a panic and then texted me and said, call 911. <laughs> well, the picture, it looked like it had a Texas little registration. Like it had a square where yeah. the Texas registration is supposed to be. There are tags. There were no license plates. So I was like, oh, he's serious. He thinks he found it. 
You didn't. What I you just didn't tell you because you so freaked out with that that I didn't want you to get overexcited about was a couple nights ago, I had to go to the grocery store at like 9 p.m. And as I was driving by my neighborhood, literally just one street over, a Kia Soul, your color, with Texas plates, pulled out and drove past me. And I was like, no, what? What? And I did a little U-turn and then it wasn't your car. But I, um, I literally, I mean, I know where it is now. I don't know why <laughs> I'm like, where'd it go? It's in an uh, impound lot in Barstow and it's going to live there until they sell it for parts. Yeah. Yeah. But rest in peace. Rest in peace. But yeah, I, 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 for a second, I literally panicked the way I made you panic. I was like, that's it. It's, mm-hmm. it's only a block away from our house. They've been hiding it for the past two weeks and now they're finally moving it in the middle of the night. Like 930 PM on a Friday was like a great time to move it. But it was like, oh, Obviously. you turn, you turn your, it wasn't your car. But I do wish I'd taken a picture of that one and sent it to you because you would have freaked out. I would have. Absolutely. That would have been really, really upsetting. (laughs) So I'm glad you wanted to cause me mental turmoil. Um, Anyway, speaking of mental turmoil, I watched a really good show this week. (laughs) Tell (laughs) me, what is it? It wasn't a good segue. No, that was a great segue. I loved it. Um, uh, It's called White Lotus. I don't Uh, know if you've watched it on uh, HBO. The boyfriend has been watching White Lotus. I've read about White Lotus. I feel bad for not watching it. It's got a great cast, a great writer, great everything. And I'm just putting it off. All around incredible time six episodes super duper quick uh and it's just about white people being bad tourists in hawaii yeah yeah pretty much (laughs) pretty much that's like the gist of it but very entertaining jennifer coolidge is in it playing a somewhat serious role exceptional that's delightful yeah yeah it's like good for you get those checks um, she has a lovely, a very beautiful scene where she's just in the ocean. She's doing something, but I'm not going to spoil what she's doing, but it's like a very like romanticized, dreamy kind of living her mermaid fantasy in the ocean in Hawaii. That's amazing. <laughs> it's very nice, but it's got death. I'm not, I'm going to keep everything vague. It's got death. It's got wealth. It's got other things, <laughs> you know, it's just overall, <laughs> I, I don't want to get too specific because I think everybody should watch it. It's, very good. There's been some really solid memes that have come out of it too, which is always we always love. A plus. We're always pro meme here. Yeah, yeah. A uh, really big fan of some of the stuff that's come out of this. Uh, specifically, the last scene in episode four has created many memes on the internet. So, Billy, watch it. Okay, that's pretty much. Sure. It. We talked a lot about my car, and that's my thing. Is just everybody should check out White Lotus that's, on HBO. I mean, very Max. exciting. You know, and every time I say meme, I think about um, season one of Doctor Who, going all the way back to Christopher Eccleston, when there's these aliens that are all identical, and he calls them. They're called the appearance of the repeating meme, and I think that maybe the last time in pop culture the word meme was used before it meant joke on the internet. So that's kind of cool. Oh. All right. <laughs> Well, look at that fun fact you made up. No, it's um, real, and it's an old it's an old word that we took to mean it means like a a shared idea culturally, and we co opted it to mean Fortnite jokes or whatever. Fair enough, um, Billy. What's what's your little pip culture thing? I I am so I cannot believe I get to say this. I cannot believe it has taken me so long. I have done something that I never thought i would have the time to do shout out to COVID 19 just kidding you're an asshole but still she watched the sopranos no dagny i have finished 100 story mode 85 percent total completion but 100 percent story dead. mode red dead redemption uh-huh. 2 i fucking oh, yeah. did it 
Uh, like every mini challenge, everything. No, no. So, so no, all? not all the hunting challenges, not all the fishing. I'm at 85% total, 86, actually 86%. And I went through the game before recording to see if it would say how many hours I sunk into it. And very smartly, Rockstar was like, we're not keeping track of that. So like, you can't, you have to, like, <laughs> you don't you have know. to download the companion app to see, but I, I would probably say conservatively 80 hours. Um, wow. cause I, I start, I mean, I was, playing- I can't judge you. I put hundreds of hours into animal. Crime. Yeah. And that game isn't even a cowboy simulator. That's one of the greatest achievements in the history of video games. So I will say it is one of the greatest achievements <laughs> in the history of video games, but I will say I started it in April. It is now August. I was playing multiple games at once. I wasn't only playing that, but still, um, and I, uh, I will say it is a, uh, one of the, like I said, one of the greatest achievements in video games. And I think. Like the gameplay is fun and the world building is phenomenal and the graphics are great. But what really makes Red Dead 2 special is I don't I can't think of any video game that has used the medium of the video game to do a character driven story better than Red Dead. Um, So the the example and I think I've maybe talked about this briefly, but the example is most of the game is focused on the gang you live with, which is men, women, children all living in a camp. You're all outlaws technically, but you're just trying to survive in the old west. And Mm -hmm. whenever you go back to camp, which you have to do regularly to sleep and eat. And I mean, you can do that out and you can camp. It's not a big deal. We don't have to get into the nitty gritty. But um, yeah, when you do this. Uh, when you go back to camp, you interact with all of the other members of the gang and it's kind of random, like what they'll say to you, what they'll say to other people, their whole conversations you only hear if you like walk up to people while they're talking and it, it and then oh. there's full events. So like if a major thing happens, so for example, when the game starts, one member of the gang is has been arrested and you're like, we can't go back and get him because everyone in that town wants to kill us. Later in the game, mm. you can finally go back and get him and you break him out of dra- jail and you bring him back to camp and everyone's happy he's back. So they like break open a bunch of whiskey and beer and they stay up and late sitting around the campfire telling stories. And you as the player can, it's not a cutscene; It's you walking around mm. the camp. You can go to the campfire and hear them all talking. You can go over and see his name, Sean. You can go find Sean uh, making out with someone in the corner. And he's like, Oh, Arthur, good to see you. He's Irish. So pretend that accent was good. Um, that was not. Uh, no, not at oh, all. Okay. So it's almost like an interactive theater performance. It's like a play. Hmm. And all of the actors did all the voice acting, but also all of the motion capture. So it's really, really grounded in this character driven story. So by the time you do 80 hours to get to the end of the game where the credits finally roll, you've, you've mm-hmm. seen so much with these people that you fully are connected with them and you believe them. They're like real breathing humans. Um, And that's really cool. So um, hot take. I know it came out in 2018, Mm -hmm. but Red Dead Redemption 2 is one of the best video games I've ever played. And I'll definitely, I'll definitely revisit it sometime in the future and uh, yeah, have a good time. And the voice acting is fucking great. And hopefully one day, eight years from now, we'll get a Red Dead Redemption three, but in the meantime, but then the other thing they did, and this is just to end on a joke, uh, is they do a lot of stupid details that no one needs, but that we appreciate. My favorite being, mm-hmm. if you have a horse and it's a boy horse, if you take him up to the mountains in the snow, his testicles will shrink because it's cold. That's programmed oh. in the fucking game. All right. They had too much time. They went too far. But um, yeah. your, your horse is also, the correct term is uh, poop dynamically. So they'll just like poop after, you know, a certain amount of time after you feed him. Okay. Cool. Future of video you games. know, <laughs> that's what we all want in our video games. Pooping obviously. horses. Realistic. Pooping horses. Realistic horse poop. 
Otherwise, don't make it. I'm just kidding. Uh, that's a stylistic choice. It doesn't mean your video game is extra good just because you put a bunch of stupid detail into it. That's I'm talking to you, Gen Z video gamers. Okay, sorry. There's a new game that came out, and they were like shooting at this like fruit stand, and the fruit didn't react like individual fruit didn't fly off and they're like the game's basically unplayable and it was like all right that's not the point of this game (laughs) like there's zombies you could be shooting instead why are you shooting papayas i'm gonna bring in our guest please do whoa what'd you draw my cell phone because when i said uh the papayas line i smacked the bed that i'm recording next to and my phone bounced off and hit the floor god i'm a professional our guest today (laughs) is one of my favorite people one of my oldest friends uh in college (laughs) they were roommates we were roommates please welcome (laughs) to the pod actor clown juggler activist it's charlie baker oh my gosh hell yeah hell yeah welcome Uh, welcome thank you question friends and the reason that i've been uh, leaving the screen secretly, the audience doesn't know that, but neither yeah. do. Uh, do you hear beeping oh, f- in my background? Fully hear the beeping. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, a one of the smoke alarms in the hallway is going <laughs> off, and it has been this whole time. There's no smoke. There's no heat. Um, I'm too short to jump and reach the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> turn it off. And it's honestly no- not that bad. Uh, and if we address it early on and everybody's like, okay, they know it's happening, then I think it's yeah, fine. Yeah, and I will, and, and this is going to be a, look, I am an amateur audio editor, but I will do my best <laughs> to cancel out the beeping in the background of this episode. And if not, to everyone listening at home, your patience is greatly appreciated. Ha ha ha, ha ha. Oh, yeah, like I'm... I wish that there was a way that I could I could help more. It is no, you're not good. even the close one, which is the sad thing. Um, also, read dead, re-Red Dead 2. Yes. Really, mm-hmm. what do you say to the point that Red Dead Redemption is the mask-for-mask mask version of Barbie Horse Adventures? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I fully will argue also uh, objectively that Arthur Morgan, the main character you play as, is a bisexual man who prefers the company of men. And this is, and I talked to Bear about this the other day because he's finally playing it too. And he was like, listening to Bear, he was like, I hate that you told me that thing about Arthur being gay because uh, now I see it. I see it all the time. And I was like, yeah, because it's in, it's there. The reason his only heterosexual relationship in the game doesn't work out is because he's gay as fuck. All right. Ooh, fun. It happens. It happens. And old, and and, yeah, Old West, uh, yes, it is Barbie Horse Adventure because I, uh, I did. That's take funny. very good care of my horse. I had one horse that I had for most <laughs> of the game. I bought him custom saddles. I had so you can like you can customize your spurs, your saddle roll. If you have like a, a blanket on the back of your saddle, you can like pick if it is it a Navajo blanket? Is it just a plain blue blanket? Is it a Mexican blanket? Like oh my, the amount This sounds exhilarating, this, Billy. I this is also you. why now that I've beaten this game, I told the boyfriend I was gonna play Red Dead online, and he was like, No. He was like, We will I will break <laughs> up with you if you start playing online cowboy fantasy simulator. Um, <laughs> and this morning he came out and I was playing Red Dead Online and he was like, What did I tell you last night? Like I'm not <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that is a very slippery slope into Westworld. I mean, Red Dead 2 yeah. 
online is probably the closest we have to an actual Westworld. And I made a character and everything. Her name is Magenta Snow. She goes by Maggie. Maggie Snow. She's got white hair. Drag queen do you got? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the stage, Maggie Exactly. Snow. Yeah. She's, uh, yeah. She's incredible. Magenta Snow. Hmm. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, That's Charlie, on, on Poptimus, well, do you have any more hot takes on Red Dead? No, I'm kidding. That was just... Um, so on Poptimus, we like to bring our guest on, and the guest will talk to us about something fun in pop culture that they like that is either obscure or not well-liked by the, the, the audience at large. And I know that you have two options for us today. Uh, I do. I do indeed. Actually, I lied. I have three options Okay. All right. We're done. Ooh. Get out. I know. I know. I love decisions. Uh, I, this, this was my list to narrow down. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh. I, uh, I love camp. I love garbage. I love all things niche. So the things that I bring to you, um, probably most well known by YouTube, but I'm a cheerleader. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, classic I queer flick. Um, yeah. also tangentially queer related an examination of motocrossed and cadet Kelly in the queer and gender queer themes of Disney. <laughs> Hell yeah, hell yeah. I love Cadet Kelly. Motocross, um, though. That is a gay as hell movie. Good. Hot take. Okay. Oh, things that told me I was trans before I knew I was trans. <laughs> My feelings about motocross. <laughs> motocross. <laughs> oh, man. Um, and three, a, a just thing that I am absolutely obsessed with um, that is available on YouTube for free, and it is called Hamlet in Rock, and it is a rock opera of Hamlet using Shakespeare's text set in space made and performed by a German professor and opera singers who may or may not actually understand the English that they are singing. <laughs> <laughs> um, is that, wait, hold I already have questions about the last one. Um, is it good? Like, is it something that, He's thinking. Or do you He's like joking? <laughs> no, actually, like, uh, legitimately, uh, the singing, the, the music is actually very good. It's okay. like very much um, all pop music is the same. So like, you know, this song is also, this song is also that song, but they're fun. The staging is terrible and baffling. There's a song that I like to call the Hamlet Circle song because Hamlet just circled the stage 19 times because he clearly didn't know what else to do. Um, <laughs> okay. I want to talk about all of these. Is that terrible? Is that insane? No. We'll, we'll have to be. We'll I have to be nice and to... tight about it. We'll have to be like quick, quick, quick. Yeah. You, let... Um. I gotta be honest up front. I am a bad ally and have not seen, but I'm a cheerleader. I need to see it. We'll... I oh, know so I good. do, but I'm down to talk about it. I just want to be okay. upfront and tell you that I have not well, seen this movie. Let's... Okay. Here's my thoughts. Here's my thoughts. Let's do this German thing first. Yes, because I, I have more. questions, and then we I will, also have and questions. then uh, we'll touch on motocrossed and Cadet Kelly, the trans film yeah. and the lesbian film, and yeah. <laughs> and then we'll we'll end with but I'm a cheerleader because I, I is this might be chaotic, this might be a mistake, but I think we've already got a fire alarm going off in the background, so the storm I, as far as I'm yeah. concerned, there's no wrong answers. Also, okay. most episodes we film in the evening end up being a loose cannon, so. And uh, it's especially the evening for Charlie because you're two hours ahead of us. So you're kindly doing this at 9.30 p.m. at night. I, I am. I, I think I know the answer and I expect the answer to be no. Did me moving it all make a difference on the beeping? A little bit. Wow, it's like completely gone. <laughs> yeah, it's like I have to like listen for it now. I have to really try and hear it. Okay, word. Um, 
Okay, great. I want to know. Yeah, let's start with our yeah, what is German the title? Hammer, okay, Hamlet basically, opera. whatever you said blew my mind. Please describe this thing again. Okay, yeah. so it's available on YouTube for free somehow. Um, it's <laughs> the title of it is called Hamlet in Rock. It was okay. made in I want to say like twenty sixteen ish. So like it's newer, um, hmm. but it uh, has subtitles, which at times is necessary, especially the few times that they're speaking. Um, it all uses Shakespeare's text and a, a bunch of, um, title slides that explain what just happened and, or what <laughs> is about to happen in the scene. Um, because okay. this one thing that Shakespeare needs, it is title cards throughout the entire thing. Uh, oh yeah. Um, the, oh my God. Okay. So sorry, audience, those not OCU people won't get this. <laughs> Hamlet looks like Sam Pettit. <laughs> weird weird <laughs> reference for eight people i love it <laughs> like a d- dead ringer um the music is great the voices are great ophelia was done dirty because i feel like ophelia is a classically trained singer that has to sing rock musical like mm-hmm. rock music um claudius looks like chris jericho um <laughs> it's Oh, wow. It comes out of the gate swinging with a funeral possession with an open-faced casket and some clear plastic <laughs> swords. Um, it, Pol- this... Polonius was Dagny there. Dagny is Googling. Dagny now needs to oh, see yeah. things. You need to. You need to. Um, Polonius was their vocal coach, and you can tell whenever he speaks because he speaks like this. And so you expect, oh my god, I can't wait for this man to sing. And then all his song sound like this for some reason. <laughs> it's, it is baffling, chaotic, entertaining, wonderful, and catchy in a way that I can only describe not to the level, but to the enjoyment of Cats 2019. Oh, Cats 2019 oh. is such a bad film. I eat it up. It's um, incredible. I, uh, the only thing uh, better than Cats 2019 is Cats 2019 with director commentary by Tom Hooper. Wait, have you watched this? This exists? Oh. I haven't. It's incredible. What what is he <gasps> say? any any little snippets? Any great Tom Hooper bits? It is clear it clearly continues to be a religious experience for him as he goes on a lot about the spiritual significance of certain metaphors, um specifically the metaphor of Victoria as virginity and purity set against, you know, Taylor Swift's new song, um beautiful ghosts set against memory which you know is this iconic uh oh it's it is wow wow that's what i that's what oh my god dang i'm upset upset i need to go watch that and i also have learned recently sorry this is a i'm just about commentary i did not real did not know that twilight with the commentary of uh robert pattinson and what's her face Kristen stewart exists and that he just roasts the movie i didn't know that you could watch this wait really Yes, because he hates it. That was actually almost something I brought to y'all was Twilight. Twilight. (laughs) Because I'm doing the Twilight School of Relationships. And so I actually spent a lot of today specifically making notes on the parallels scene by scene scene between Romeo and Juliet and Twilight. And what they get right, (laughs) what they get wrong, quote unquote. And how, quote, accurate are they? That's very funny. Yeah, that I learned. I, I now know about the Tom Hooper commentary, which gives me another excuse to watch Cats 2019 again. I've watched it three times. Um, 
I wanted to ask. It's so good. And then, Billy, we should watch Twilight together with the commentary because I think it would be very I watched, fun. I watched a YouTube series not too long ago with the boyfriend about of, of some like twenty something film critics watching Twilight for the first time. All four of them, and that was actually very entertaining. Sorry, all five of them it was very entertaining. Sorry, not to make this about Twilight, but Billy, have you ever watched the Twilight films? I have seen a lot of the first one, but no, I have never watched any of them. I had a feeling. I had a really strong feeling you had not watched them. Billy, we're going to do it. You're going to come over. Oh, we'll my, I'm... zoom Charlie in and we'll all say, watch I, Twilight. I need to be a part of this because I have I've read the books. I did Twilight as an HI in high school for the speech and forensics nerds. As an HI? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. For anybody who did forensics that, you know why that's funny. That's great. Um, uh, oh, wow. I... Especially now that I've been working on the Twilight School of Relationships, I don't know how many times I've watched the movies. What is the Twilight yeah. School of Relationships? It's a thing that I'm developing. I already have one episode up on YouTube, but it uses Twilight as a vehicle to talk about difficult to talk about or traumatic to talk about relationship dynamics, like gaslighting or threats ah. of self-harm as abuse. Yes. Um, yes. It's stuff that comes up in Twilight, and it's way easier to talk about gaslighting in a scene in which... Uh, Edward's like, I didn't use superhuman strength to save you from a van, as opposed to insert incredibly traumatic sexual violence scene. Right, yeah. right, right, right. That's so smart. What That's about brilliant. what about that scene where he tells her that he likes to hang out in her bedroom and watch her sleep, and she's like into it? Yeah, I just <laughs> <it does happen. laughs> we haven't gone. We're we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna talk about it a lot. Specifically, also, we're gonna talk about how awful Jacob Black is in the movies because he yeah. is just the worst. Yeah. Yeah, but also you named nicknamed my baby after the Loch Ness monster. Um, honestly, that alone, he should be exiled. How dare he? What a monster! Why do I know so much about these movies I've never seen? You know what happens? Where you know what Jacob ends up doing, right? Billy? Marrying the, the baby? Like, yes, I know because a Mormon right. wrote these books. A child. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't imprinting sorry, on I, an that infant. was maybe too extreme. <laughs> me just to be like because a merman wrote this book but also i mean you're not wrong spoilers the breaking dawn movies are vampires against abortion that is so. fully yeah. what yeah. they are oh my god <laughs> stephanie billy we gotta watch this you gotta come stephanie. over stephanie that was another thing i actually almost brought to the table tonight was i've gotten obsessed with sight and sound musicals which is, is that over- oh Fuck. We're it's all over go- the place. I'm so sorry, Charlie. This is usually more. This organized. is what happens when Dagny- I chomp it on grapes. I'm like, doing I have- this stuff. Yeah, we're encouraging it. I'm doing this to us, so <laughs> you're okay. I spun us um, to Twilight way too quickly. <laughs> but Sight and Sound Theater. It's there's one in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and there's one in Branson, Missouri. It is like multi-million dollar budgeted Bible musicals. Oh. <laughs> you can watch them wow. on Broadway HD. Not all of them. I need to find their Samson. Uh, to get oh a taste God. of how gross the budget is, like both in terms of numbers and disgusting. Uh, watch the trailer for Jesus and the trailer for Noah. Uh, the script to Jesus is such a mess. It's just like his greatest hits. There's no they narrative. Already... There's no I wish number. Like, come on. I need a town song about the troubles of Jesus. <laughs> Wait, could they not just do like a really high budget Jesus and the, uh, or wait, Jesus Christ Superstar. I was about to okay, say Jesus um, and the Amazing Technicolor that, Dream Coat. <laughs> That's not the right musical. Things uh, I also almost brought to the table. Uh, uh, um, okay, Jesus Christ Superstar would be way, way too liberal for them. 
Fair enough. Uh, they have an inappropriate Jesus cameo in Old Testament musicals. I love this. <laughs> I love that. Just like, here I am, not born yet. Ooh. <laughs> I am Moses and there is God and he looks like Jesus. Great. Oh my God. Great. Fascinating. This is These so are called sight and sound musicals that you can sight watch. Sight and sound theater. They're available on Broadway HD. Um, some of them are. And just the trailers, uh, honestly, are worth watching. Just millions of dollars millions of dollars of budget like extended rain sequences the the, <laughs> the flood of jesus walking on water was so dumb the interior arc set my body is not ready to watch noah live animals of course like it's very again <laughs> niche reference but it's very prestonwood baptist um oh my god like six flags over jesus let's go i'm <laughs> obsessed six flags over jesus uh, might oh, just wow. be the name of this episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Okay. I'm going to try and give us a little bit of structure. I want to ask. Yeah. Get, yes. get us back on back track. Because like, I'm usually the one that keeps yes. us on track. Well, The and- last question I wanted to ask about Hamlet was when you were talking about it, you said something about how there's no guarantee that these actors speak English. And that's, that's the last <laughs> thing I want to talk right. about. What do you, tell me about this. So English is clearly a second language for many of them. Okay. Um, it's it's in the pronunciations. Um, like they, it makes me think of whenever I would have to sing multilingual songs for like choir and stuff. Mm-hmm. And our our teacher would really emphasize like, don't just sing the sounds. You need to know what you're singing. Um, yeah. And there are times times when it's really clear, and other times specifically on the spoken lines, not the sung ones where it actually sounds like a memorized line and not. And it also might be attributed to these people are vocal majors, like vocal grad students and not actors. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's still, that's a lot of fun. Um, That is fun. Dagny, I would like to move on to Cadet Kelly and motocross, unless you have any more questions about German Hamlet. Um, no, I was looking at pictures of it, and I'm going to watch it. It looks it looks wild. Highly recommend. Um, I have no idea how many times I've watched it. I've been having a very hard time keeping myself from singing it on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I, no, the pictures alone look uh, so strange and so exciting. So I'm, <laughs> I'm going to at least watch part of it. Uh, it doesn't take much to convince me to watch something, unless the expanse and Billy just drills it down my throat to try and get me to watch I'm it. I'm almost halfway I'm through to. the second book. You want to borrow the first so book? You, you want to borrow the first book? I'm so good. I can. I'll bring uh, it over. You know what? I, it's out in the living room. I'll bring it over. Right okay, now. Okay, you'll Bye. bring it over when we watch Twilight. Sure. Um. <laughs> Honestly, at this point, we're going to be hanging out, and I'm just going to start episode one with you in the room and be like, "Fine, fine." All right. Now that's probably what it'll take. Our, now we are going on, on to, a, to a segment I like to call Disney Channel movies that were queer as hell. Um, and today, shockingly, we're not going to be talking about the 13th year. Who would have thought? Mm. But uh, that movie made thought? me gay. Um, we're also actually going to talk gay, about yes. two other very queer Disney Channel original movies. Motocross, apostrophe D, and Cadet <laughs> Kelly. All right. Some great... Take it away. Go nuts, Charlie. Go insane. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm so stoked. I mean, I could go on for days on queer theory. Uh, but like the two that are influential to my life, movies that told me I was trans before I knew I was trans, motocrossed. <laughs> yep. Um, like I, I didn't. Out. I had feelings. 
Uh, I had feelings. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, And it's also one of those movies that still totally holds up. Like, going back to rewatch it, it's still fun and entertaining, and there aren't really super cringy moments. Like, obviously, it plays with the kind of binary because, spoilers, it's a cross-dressing movie. She's the Moto Cross! But it's a really phenomenal, accidental, or maybe under the radar, queer affirming movie. And, uh, Cadet Kelly. Uh, Kelly. The lesbian tension. <laughs> the sapphic, af- militaristic affection. Uh, the sheer femdomness. We mm-hmm. stand. Um, we are here for all of it. <laughs> <laughs> Christy Carlson Romano and Hilary Duff are match made in heaven. Well, and the fact, the fact also, one, I now follow Hilary Duff on TikTok, and all of her TikToks are just her duetting people that use her songs as audio, and her just being like, yes, yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, good job. It's, it's so wholesome. Yeah. It makes me really happy. And the fact that she, and specifically, I read about Christy Carlson Romano, have been approached and been like, hey, just so you know, a lot of people interpret this movie to be that it's like, it's become a lesbian movie. And mm-hmm. Chrissy Carlson Rana was like, oh. You know, I didn't think about it filming it, but like, I can see that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, it always makes me so happy whenever actors, like, you don't have to yes and and say, yes, this is canon. But like, it makes me so happy whenever actors support like, fan- Fan fiction, fan theories, fan interpretations, and specifically ones that are queer coded. Because for the yeah. longest time, that's all that queer people had in right. media was coding. Thank you, Hayes Code. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe. Uh, 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 Billy has a whole bit in his stand up about I it. I do. Well, what movie am I thinking of? Nightmare on Elm Street 2 is just like a gay bathhouse film that they pretend is a Nightmare on Elm Street sequel. Like, it's crazy gay. Oh, I love this thing. I love this. Um, so, so the plot of Cadet Kelly is Hilary Duff is a rambunctious <laughs> teen. I do not remember this movie very well plot wise, other than that it was uh, uh, queer as hell. And she gets sent to uh, military someone... camp and her, her commanding officer is Christy Carlson Romano? Her dad. Oh, well, it kind of like, kind of. So it's her mom is hashtag 90 singles mom. Okay. Uh, and starts, I think dating or just married a military man who's like the head of the academy or whatever and so hillary duff is an artistic free soul that like in another world could have been um princess mia thermopolis um okay. like it's that sort of free artistic what have yes. you there's Her a ribbon dance balloons it's that are magic with paint. yes um <laughs> i love princess diary so much like what uh, a passion i love that movie it's so magnificent so magnificent um but and her yes her like commanding officer what have you her femdom is chrissy carlson (laughs) (laughs) okay um and like hillary dove is super not into it and doesn't want to join because she's a pacifist and an artist and an individual uh Mm. and then she gets super into the uh like military drill team which is like the rifle spinning uh i'm sure that it has also another name but I cannot remember. It totally does, um, but we're just going to call it is... rifle spinning, like American heathens. Rifle spinning. There is a fan... Is it the color guard? Or is that just in high school? Drill team? Hold on. No, that's dance. Google exists. Like, that's the thing. 
Google does exist. Uh, while you were Googling, I would like to mention a key scene um, that ages perfectly. And it is uh, two very awkward, lanky white women breakdancing in military uniform as oh, a yeah. uh, show of dominance uh, on the <laughs> battlefield. It is uh, Drill Team. It's great. Awkward. Okay. Look at me. Knowing my. Oh, Silent terms. Drill Platoon. Okay. Sure. Okay. Sure, Marines. Sure. If you say so, please don't hit me. Um, <laughs> cool. Sorry, you were saying. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, but just, oh, that dancing scene. And then, like, mm-hmm. drama occurs that makes her bond with her dad because, like, he gets in some. It's actually one of those movies that, like, I, I remember the lesbian tension more than the plot. Hilary Duff gets filthy dirty going through an obstacle in the obstacle course in the rain with another um i believe she is the character is mexican uh woman who is hashtag femdom part two the two winning um (laughs) and is like leading her through this obstacle course and is helping her connect with her self and what have you and then hillary duff stumbles and tumbles down a hill absolutely filthy muddy into a ball and ruins uh, Christy Carlson Romano's beautiful dress. Yes. And the, like, boy that she's on a date with, like, giggles and laughs about it. <laughs> and he, I want to say, I want to say also the dude is Chad Michael Burry, and I just completely forget about him every time, because, again, that lesbian yeah, tension is so Yeah, men are not so important. Strong. What are we doing here? It's all about, They're not about the lesbians. Um, unless... Unless the man is that one man that was in the 13th year and 13, or not 13, going on 30, and Luck of the Irish and Smart, unless it's him, not important. Um, Charlie, I think it might actually be Sean Ashmore, a.k.a. Iceman from the X-Men movies. Ooh, love him. And then Motocross, I vaguely, all I remember is, is it just like she wants to compete in the motorcycle race and they're like no girls allowed. So she cuts her hair and goes full boy to win the race. It's her brother gets injured. Like she is, all, they're both racers gotcha. and her dad super supports him and like is his uh, like manager and whatnot. And he gets injured and mom actually like their mom finds out and gets super supportive uh, and like starts taking her, um, Dagny, is to... your new kitten meowing into the microphone? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you're trying to act like it's not happening? Everyone can hear it. It's true. <laughs> it sounds that's better smart. than that beeping, though. Yeah, thank God that's gone. Woo! Oh my God. <laughs> uh, as soon as that started, I was like, of course it's happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so mo- when it comes to motocross, do you think any of it was intentional? Any of the coding was there on purpose? Or do you think it just happened? Kind of, I mean... There is a romance subplot. Uh, she starts flirting with a woman, but it's very Twelfth Nighty. Like okay. it's, I think it is. I was about to say this feels very Twelfth Nighty. It's a very Shakespearean cross dressing, and so it's one of those. If it is queer coded, it's because the beginning of the trope was. But whether or not specifically motocrossed was meant to be as much. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I am also like the more and more queer theory video essays that I watched, the more that I just kind of look for evidence of the closeted queer writers in the room, especially in things like Disney movies or like all age movies that slip things under the radar. Yeah. Um, Yeah, And so it definitely shows signs of, especially because like the mom is supportive. Like she does go back to living her own life, but like the handlings of the masculine presentation 
even whenever she like cuts her hair short, but it's still in a dress or something. There is no freak out. There's no trans panic. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, nice. Which it's, you know, easy to kind of say like, well, yeah, but it's an all ages movie. But I'll also remind people that Shrek the musical uses the T-slur on two occasions. And yep. well, does it really? Yes, it does. The wolf, wolf and grandma's oh, clothing. I, uh, I have actually never listened to Shrek the musical except for like uh, Sutton Foster songs. Sure. Well, that's the thing is like, it's, you know, any production now, whenever they do it, they cut those, they cut that line or they change it. Mm, nice. But it's in the film version with Sutton Foster. And it's a shame because there are times Dang. when I want to watch it. Yeah. And then. Yeah. I, I don't. <laughs> and then I just, <laughs> and then I do not. Uh, and it's not in the movie. It's only in the musical. Wacky. Yes. Um, yeah, that's uh, strange. That's cool, though. I, I didn't even think of motocross. I haven't thought about motocross in years. But yeah, I mean, that's the one that we watched a ton of. I remember I watched, I've watched it once like, yeah. when it was, when it came out. But I, I it wasn't one it. that we like frequently, if it was on, we made sure we watched the Disney Channel original. There were I legit, other ones that we definitely watched, though. <laughs> I legit think that was the first thing I watched on Disney Plus when I got my friend's login was Motocross, <laughs> Brink, and Cadet Kelly. Brink fucking nice. rules. I love Brink is I good. love Brink. I love the end of Brink where he makes that super illegal shortcut and they let him do it anyway because the bully was in first and they were like, fuck you, dude. Like you don't get to win. Um the first thing we watched when Disney Plus came out was somehow late at night, the boyfriend described to me the ending of Cheetah Girls. And I said, bullshit. I was like, I didn't really say bullshit, but I was like, that's too crazy. I was like, is that really, I was like, that's how it ends. And he was like, you've never seen Cheetah Girls. And so he pulled up just the end of Cheetah Girls 1 because he was like, well, yeah, so they're all not friends anymore. But then Raven's dog gets stuck in a sewer grate and all of New York City (laughs) shuts down to rescue this dog. And while all of New York City is shut down to rescue this dog, the cameras show Raven waiting for the puppy. And so the other three Cheetah Girls um, decide to come and support her and that's how they like fix all their problems and when they show up to support her they all just happen to be wearing matching couture outfits and different color variations and then after the dog is rescued they dance for all the construction workers who rescued the dog and that's the end that's the cheetah girls final performance as they perform they perform in the streets of new york and i was like that's insane let's watch it and then we did and then he showed me the ending of cheetah girls 2 because he said, oh, and then Cheetah Girls 2 has a much more normal ending, except Raven is pregnant and they're doing everything they can to pretend she isn't. And oh. <laughs> she's wearing, like, okay. all of the Cheetah Girls are wearing, like, fairly revealing outfits. And Raven's wearing a gown that's, like, full sleeves to her wrists and then, like, a veil. And, like, they... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and, like, maybe when uh, in a couple dance moves, it's a not her, it's a different actress, but then it cuts back to her and it's clearly a different person. It's great. I clearly have not actually seen cheetah girls or haven't seen it since it came out um, <laughs> also movie that gives off the same vibes that i cannot find spice world we talked about spice world on we the show i spice wonder world. where it's streaming it's got to be somewhere it's so hard to find which is so Johnson dumb that in, yeah right? Ka- yeah kaylee johnson talked about spice world I feel like Posh is doing something to suppress it. <laughs> <laughs> I fully agree. I mean, she also talked about Space Jam. It was a good episode. Everyone listened to Spice Jam, whatever episode that was, um, which is, a, a, I've decided, also a Dune joke. Welcome to the Spice Jam. Do your spice <laughs> see the future? Have an orgy. Guys, I'm excited for Dune. Um, I am too. Charlie, before we get to the the end of the show, would you like to take Dagny 
on a wonderful journey through But I'm a Cheerleader. I would love nothing more. Um, yes. Now, I really quick, actually... really quick, I have to, I, I am doing this because Dagny's never seen it, but um, uh, I saw <laughs> this movie only because it's on YouTube for free. I saw it for the first time like six months ago. I was also super late to this movie. It's also... I think, or it was on Netflix. If it's not, it is available. It's streaming now because for a while it was difficult to find. Um, uh, this is my introduction to Natasha Leone. Icon legend. Oh, is she the lead? She's the lead. Yes, she is. Um, Russian she Doll is herself. She leader. Yes. Uh, yeah, well, stream Russian Doll. We're getting a season two, but everyone, Russian Doll is one of the best things Netflix has put out. All so right, I'm done. Um, but she's phenomenal, uh, and it's the reason why queer people all over the country are mad at her to this day for being straight in real life. But that's fine. Baffling. Absolutely baffling. No offense <laughs> to her. Um, also, the actress that plays Graham pops up every once in a while. Oh, Claire Duval. Like she's she's in, in everything. Yeah. Like she's in Buffy. She is. In, she is in everything. She really. She's is. in Veep, uh, and she wrote the Kristen Stewart or directed, not wrote. She directed the Kristen Stewart Christmas rom com, queer rom com that just came out. Um, huh. uh, the all seasons or whatever. And happiest season. Yeah, Clea Duvall. I th- yeah. I don't remember if she has a cameo or not, but she directed that. Um, and Dagny, oh, she's the um, she's you know her from Veep. You know exactly who she is. I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, she's the secret. Is she queer? Yes. Yes. Okay. But she almost always, I feel like, plays a queer character. At this point, yeah, I'd be that... mad if she wasn't. She's so good. <laughs> Actually, kind of. She's up. Um, so in Veep, she plays the Secret Service agent, but Veep's daughter slowly begins a relationship with her, and it freaks God. Julia Louis Dreyfus out. It's great. It's hilarious. Because they're they're supposed to look the same. That's the, the, the oh, reason yeah. she's hired for the Secret Service is because she looks she's like the Julia same Louis body Dreyfus. type, same haircut. She looks just like her. Um, from behind, so they're like the same person. And then her daughter uh, starts dating. It's, very her. Funny. it's great. Okay. Yeah. So, so the other. Uh, so yeah. Go ahead. Oh. Uh, so she, uh, kind of like plays a temptress again, the archetype. Um, mm-hmm. But but I'm a cheerleader. Is Natasha Leone in her small town? Uh, at the very beginning of the movie, has an intervention um, because her boyfriend, friends, and family all believe her to be a lesbian. She says, oh. but I, I can't be a lesbian, but I'm a cheerleader. Uh, that's actually so, that's actually one of my favorite jokes, because I didn't know that going into this movie, that her perception of herself was as a straight person. And it's everyone around her who's like, like, early on in the movie, she like opens her locker and it's all like famous or female tennis players. Like it's all <laughs> it's all women tennis players in short skirts and they're like muscular and all, her girlfriends all have boys in their locker. And then also probably. One of my favorite bad kisses as yes. an intimacy director. Uh, she and her boyfriend are making out in the car or her mouth is just open and not moving as her boyfriend is just like licking all around the inside of her mouth Disgusting. and her face. Her, it's her eyes are open and she's looking at other things. Like it's so oh my God. funny. She's bored. It's incredible. And so they have this intervention and she gets sent to a gay camp run by a militant Martha Stewart type and RuPaul. Yes. RuPaul, I did know yes, about RuPaul. RuPaul I did know. playing Butch Queen, who has successfully prayed the gay away, and it's <laughs> one of the funniest performances. I didn't know RuPaul had it in him. It's so funny. It's it's so good. Uh, and then the rest of the movie takes place at this um, like ex gay camp, uh, in which mm, they are nice. forced into. Uh, like gender roles and exploring what that meant for them. And it ends in their graduation ceremony, which they only achieve after a 
uh, simulated heterosexual sex class reenactment. <laughs> uh, it is fantastic. It is camp. Yes. Um, it is one of the few times that a lesbian movie gets a happy ending. <laughs> Isn't oh, that yeah. nice? Isn't that uh, like, hey, uh, everyone, write, write in your queer characters. Uh, don't kill one of them off to make it more interesting. Yeah, don't kill them. And don't, right. don't well, like, murder the gay character in order to make the straight person more interesting. It's hacky, all right? It was always boring when Reagan was doing it, okay? Well, I was about to say, there, there's, <laughs> oh, the barrier ga- there's the barrier gays trope. And even within that, there is also specifically with lesbians, um, because the sexual liberty of, of women is threatening to the patriarchy. Um, mm-hmm. So lesbians either don't get to end up together because one of them is actually bisexual and or is closeted and married to a man, or they kill each other, or they kill someone else, or they kill themselves. It is so few lesbian movies, whether or not they're even the like lesbian coded movies. Yes. Yeah. Like a like a oh, lesbian coded um, car goes off the cliff at the end. Spoiler alert for a very famous movie. What am I? Thelma and Louise. There we go literally the only thing i know about that movie i've never seen thelma and louise i only know that their car goes off the cliff they're not actually lesbians and i think that was brad pitt's film debut oh baby brad pitt i there is one thing i want to say about but i'm a cheerleader dagny that i really like which is that when they're at the camp the girls have to wear pink the boys have to wear blue and there's this really (laughs) interesting focus on the gender binary as as something forced upon them and like the the women, oh. the girls will even have classes where they have to wear pink and they go to a fake living room and they're like one's vacuuming and one's cleaning and one's like making cocktails. Like it's like that's the training Weird. they do. And, and the sets are all hyper stylized and like color coded. So like the girls are in pink and like a mint green living room. And then the boys will be in all blue and they're in like a red, like it's all very intentional in a way that makes it cool. such a clear cut satire that you I didn't expect yeah. I didn't expect it to be so clearly like almost a stage play in its level of intention. Visually, huh. I would say it's very John Waters meets um not Anderson Cooper. Wes, Wes Anderson. Anderson. It has a it has a lot oh. of like get Wes Anderson vibes, which Neato. is is very That's cool. That's pretty cool. Um it also has not the symmetry but the color block. It also has phenomenal yeah. comedian um a comedic actress who I hate that my frame of reference is always two and a half men. But um, oh, uh, from yes, Mel- yes. because she's the best part of that show. Yeah, Melanie Linsky is an Australian. Is is she know. might actually be Australian, and we always have her do an American accent. Um, she is she is oh. Australian. She her first film was a Peter Jackson film in 1994. But yeah, Melanie Linsky, comedic she's genius. Uh, unfortunately, had to leave that show after Charlie Sheen left the show because she was all tied around him. But uh, uh, I did like if you uh, spoiler alert for Two and a Half Men. Who cares? that they heavily imply that the reason Charlie Sheen left two and a half men was because he finally agreed to go on a date with her on the date. He said, just kidding. And she shoved him in front of a moving subway and murdered him. And that is brilliant. That's that's right. They got married. They got married and he died on the honeymoon. And when she comes back from the honeymoon and they're trying to introduce Ashton Kutcher, she kind of casually mentions him like tripping in front of a train. And it's like, well, she pushed yeah. him. She pushed him in front of the train. I love that. Right? Yep. Uh, she's oh, amazing. I love that for her. So yeah, she truly was the best part of that show. What a, oh yeah, a chaotic. What a chaotic episode we've got. But I'm a cheerleader. Cadet Kelly, motocrossed, and German Hamlet rock musical, whose title I have yet to remember. 
Hamlet, Hamlet in Rock. Hamlet in rock. in rock. Charlie, do you have any more hot takes about any of these things before we truck along towards the, the, the next part of the show? Ooh. I know, right? It's a lot. It's a weird to do four topics in one episode, but I am 100% here for it. And you know what? I'm tired and I don't care. We about also talked things. about Cats and Twilight. It's been a- we gotta We gotta keep started recording these again in the morning whenever we both have, you know, a focus. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is great. Before we burn this out all our energy. This is top-notch podcast content. It is very, I feel like this is the closest to like a drunk episode we can do is where we're just both very tired and uh, doing yeah, our best. I could, I could be drunk for this. Hold on. I'll be right back. I'm joking. I just come <laughs> back with three shots of tequila and just back to back and be like, all right, next topic is Mean Girls. Oh for God. the next time, man. <laughs> yeah, because Mean Girls is, are everybody thinks is a bad movie. Yeah, no, everyone likes that movie because they should because it's great. It's incredible. And you hadn't seen Although, it until like a year that's ago. That's true. We can talk. We can talk about the anti-Asian racism within Tina Fey's work as a whole, and also specifically Mean Girls. Hey, whoa! We've already—that's a whole new episode. But also, yeah, 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 yeah. I was about to say, like, if hot take, <laughs> Mean Girls, Mean Girls is a classic and it's great. However, mm-hmm. re-examining Tina Fey's work as a whole, it is specifically anti-Asian and quite racist. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's what yeah. a lot of 30 Rock sadly hasn't aged well. Well, no. 30 Rock was never supposed to age well. <laughs> mm. I love 30 no. Rock. Um, and I but. do not regret. I do not regret loving 30 Rock. Um, <laughs> mostly for the Bill Cosby jokes before before the time. Uh, wow. Now we're getting oh, yeah. dark. Okay. Charlie, at the end of the show, <laughs> <laughs> we like to play a game that we call What a Pitch. What a Pitch is a game where our guest will give us an object in pop culture and a genre, and then each of us will have 30 seconds to pitch them a project, and then he will pick a winner. Dagny goes first this week. I know this is kind of... Uh, uh, Charlie, any questions before we get started? I don't believe so. Cool. I'm going to take off my headphones, right? Because it's Dagny first. We just- I'm realizing guess- now we never gave Charlie examples, so I'm very curious. Yeah, now we're just... I guess, yeah, I, I do... I kind of want a clarification of, like, genre. Anything. Um, mm-hmm. That's not helpful. I know, I know. <laughs> So, but so yeah, anything, anything. I'm, I don't want to answer the question because now I'm excited to see if this is a mess or not. Like, so. Okay. All right. Headphones off. Dagny, have fun. Oh, I will. <sighs> Good Lord. Okay. Uh, so I would love um, a, uh, pitch me the soundtrack to a video game that is rooted in the classics. The classics? In the what classics. sense? Or does, is that just... Um, as if like the, the video game itself is an adaptation of, uh, the poems of Edgar Allan Poe, um, one walks through as the narrator. Um, and so I would like, uh, pitch me the soundtrack to this video game. Okay. So Edgar Allan Poe makes me think, do you know the goose game? Yes. Yes. Okay. So we're going to play the goose game, but it's with a raven and it's very like dark, mysterious energy and sounds. So we're having very like eerie music playing. So it is still that like calming neutral video game feel of the goose game. But uh, you're also have a little bit of suspense. There's going to be a couple jump scares. So maybe think goose game, but a little spookier. Uh, And the music, the ambiance to match that would be the soundtrack, if that makes sense at all. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. Very uh, goose game meets Jaws. Yes, like, yeah, exactly. So it's like, but like popsish. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, nice methodic music, and then occasionally some like suspense, meh, meh, that kind of stuff. That's that's my pitch. <laughs> uh, thank you. It was a pleasure meeting you today. Uh, I'll, I'll have my people talk to you, people. I'm sure that you do well at the fair. Can't wait! Can't wait for to reconnect and bring Billy back. Um, I'm excited back, for him back, to do this. This is fun. 
It's a good one. All right. All right, Charlie. Dagny, did you even turn on a timer? No, I really haven't the last few times I've played this. Wow. I just, I, I have an wow. internal clock. I set a clock every time. All right, Charlie, what you got for me? All right, I will give you, um, so uh, I would like you f- for you to create for me a video game soundtrack, and it's a video game based on the classics. So like, for example, uh, a video game based on Edgar Allan Poe, uh, where one, it's his poems personified, where one travels throughout his poems as the narrator. Uh, and I would like for you to pitch for me the soundtrack of this video game. Cool. All right, Devo. All right, we're having a full. What's his name? The 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 head of Mark Mothersbaugh is making this soundtrack, uh, and I don't even think that's how you pronounce his last name. But I don't care. I I want it to be in contrast with the atmosphere of the game. I still want it to have the same like thematic feeling. It's still gonna have like senses of dread, but also just like a little bit of like. You know, like a <laughs> uh, the cask of Amontillado. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's going to be. That's it. That's what I'm saying. Mark Mothersbaugh of Devo is hmm. making this soundtrack. And then as a fun Easter egg, after you beat the game, when you can go back and do new game plus, you can play through the whole game with a little Devo hat. <laughs> I like I like that little detail. I like that. That's a nice detail. I it think my. Me- or, or I just I wish that I had um, used my voice more. You actually gave examples of the music, Billy, and I unfortunately <laughs> didn't take that that risk. Um, I was having a, but a good time. I interrupted you, Charlie. What were you saying? Oh no, it's, uh, I I like it reminds me very much of like um, horror ABBA, which also might be known as Danny Elfman esque. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, Danny Elfman. I keep finding that Danny Elfman has done soundtracks for things like back in the day that I had so no things. idea was Danny Elfman. Have you ever listened to Oingo Boingo? No. That's his band. That's his, old band. his hmm. band. 129 composing credits. Holy wow. shit. Wow. Well, Charlie, you must make a decision of whose game or whose soundtrack, I should say, you would prefer to listen to while gaming. <laughs> Yeah. I must, and I, I, I think I have to go with Billy's because I, I personally, I'm a big fan of anachronism also. Yeah. Like I would find it much more disturbing to be in an old empty house. Yeah. And not only is there a beating heart that I can hear, but also like muffled disco music. Yes. Yes. You know what? I'm going to make the Edward, the Edgar Allan Poe video game version of the Leonardo DiCaprio Great Gatsby. Yes. That sounds yes. fun. Yeah. Edgar Allan Disco. Victory is mine. I'm Congrats, back. I'm back Billy. on top. I'm proud of you. Danny Elfman did Spy Kids. There was something I saw the other day where it was like, and Danny Elfman did the music and I was so surprised, but now I'll never remember what I it just is. just rewatched Spy Kids. It's great. It's a great film. Great time. It's an yes, it incredible is. movie. Um, Charlie, is there anything you would like to promote? I asked you right as you put food in your mouth. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Chewing. Chewing. It is all good. Um, I, it will take a while for the Twilight School of Relationships to come out. However, if uh, one would like to watch that content and intimacy direction related content and gender study content, they can follow my YouTube, which is Exploring Gender. Um, X-P-L-O-R-I-N-G. G-E-N-D-E-R. You can also follow me on Instagram at I'm Charlie Baker. Uh, I'm very active on my stories. It's a great mm-hmm. way to learn a lot about me very quickly and to see some fun circusy clowny stuff as well as sleight of hand, which I have started teaching myself. Oh, thank you. 
uh, over quarantine. And uh, other than that, it's not a self-promotion per se, but if you're a performery person, uh, and whenever you get back to doing plays and things, if you have intimate moments, start to learn about intimacy directly. I was going to say, are, yes, thank you. How you can get them on your shows. Um, I'm an intimacy director and coordinator, as well as a teacher of intimacy directors. Um, and I am a firm believer that an educated set is an empowered set. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, intimacy directors are getting more and more common in Hollywood, which is amazing. We're seeing them on more film yes. sets. And now important. we're seeing intimacy coordinators on stage, which is very important. You've already got a fight coordinator. Why don't you want an intimacy, intimacy coordinator? You got to get on it. You got to do the work. That is awesome. That is so cool. Yes, yes, yes. It's, uh, if anyone wants to see my work, you can either see it on stage in Chicago or in the season four finale of The Shy. Ooh, Hell yeah. Bow, bow, bow. Look at that. Nice, Look at nice. that plug. Incredible. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Charlie. You've been somebody we've been wanting to bring on the show for a long time and just finally have been able to get you on the show. Uh, so thank you for coming and thank you for bringing so many great topics to talk about. Uh, and also, it's, I'm so sorry I talked about Twilight and Cats and got us off track. Don't apologize. Uh, Quite a few times. It, it, means, it means you need to bring me back. Yes. Um, because like the the other thing that was actually on my list, again, like I had to narrow it down so much. Like I was so ready to do a Twilight deep dive because like when I say that I've watched hours of the Twilight movies and I have so many pages of notes on the Twilight <laughs> movies and their relation to Romeo and Juliet and abusive, like, uh, so much, so much. <laughs> I think I need to make Billy watch them first. And then do. I think we would have a really good, like Star Wars length episode <laughs> about Twilight. If I let Billy get really into it. I really, I would love to find a way to do if it's streaming or what have you, but like, a watch along of like watch Billy watch Twilight for the first time. That will oh, be I'll fun. just set up a computer with Zoom so you can just watch and watch it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, I want to. I, I want to be here for that journey. I need yeah. to hear these these little side remarks. Oh my gosh. I can't wait. All right. I'm on Billy. board. I'm on board. We'll make it happen. Sure. Why not? You have to come meet my kitten too that made an appearance on the episode today. Oh my gosh. I love that cat already. Wesley. He's adorable. Wesley. He's asleep in my lap. Look at that little thing. Oh, he woke up and <laughs> said, why'd you wake me up? All right. I know, I mean. Okay, let me do our little outro. If you have a hot take that you would like to tell us about, feel free to email us at popmisspod at gmail.com. Also, we will be having a live show coming up in the next month or so, another one, and it was super fun the first time around. And the easiest way to find out about those updates is to follow our Instagram, which is also popmisspod. Other than that, please subscribe. Uh -huh, yeah, I almost forgot, Billy. Reviews. I saw you look at me. Write, comment, review. Gave us five stars if you want. All that good stuff. No, no, no. Not if you uh, want. Hold on. No, no. This is the best way for us to grow our audience is you have to physically write a review. That makes us show up higher when people search like pop culture podcasts. The more physical typed out comments we have, the more that are typed up. So I don't care if you want to. This is this is Billy and Dagny saying you have to write us a review. All right. Was that button too much? Mash if you want. Was that fine? No. That was fine. <laughs> you, I'm the more passive one of the the outros, um, but okay, yeah. Comment, uh, d damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And I think that's all. Yep. So, oh, I just got a work email and it is at almost 9 p.m. All right. Well, everybody, thank you for listening. Um, and say goodbye. Bye. Bye.